Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me, as always, on this show, this show we call Independent Waters, is Zach Batista. Ooh, I like the new intro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm feeling. I'm feeling peppy today. I'm feeling like I'm ready to ready to scrap today. Ready to, <sighs> I got some energy today. In the I was like, oh, let's do it. We're gonna fucking need it for uh, what we did this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. All right. Speaking of what we're doing this week, we have a very special episode for you this week. We don't have our usual uh, our usual matches we pulled off the internet. This week, we have a rev- we Me and Zach attended a, a wrestling show live and in person. We went to GCW Take Care on Saturday, and we just need to talk about it. So today, you're getting a special... Today you're getting a special episode. You're getting a review of GCW Take Care. I am very excited to 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 talk about this pay-per-view because I think it was one of the best wrestling shows I've ever been to, period. Agreed. Yeah, it was it was a really, really great show. Uh and we can't wait to share all of our thoughts with you. I will say right off the bat, there are, I think, like, eight or nine cards on this, or matches on this card. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches on this card. So, uh, we won't be uh, going as in-depth with some of these matches, because, God, if we were here, did that, we'd be here for hours talking about these matches, because they're so goddamn Well, good. nine, technically, because one was kind of unannounced. <laughs> oh, yes, the surprise one, I forgot yes, about that. Yes, one was a little bit unannounced, but, uh, so there was, like, there was, like, nine matches on this card. Yes, very much. Uh, if you listen to our collective review, it'll be is, or our, our Effie's Big Gay Block review. It's going to be probably something similar to those. Yes. All right. So why don't we just hop right on in then? Let's right. let's 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 talk about the first match, which was a doozy of an opener. We had uh, G Raver versus Jimmy Lloyd in a no rope barbed wire death match. God, <laughs> starting the fucking night off hot. Yes, we we they started the night off mega hot. Uh, they started the night off with the barbed wire, and it really gave us a really gave us a good preview on how the rest of the night was gonna go. Because mm-hmm. wow, this match was absolutely insane. They fucking beat the shit out of each other with barbed wire. 
Jimmy Lloyd, the ballsy motherfucker that he is, had all, like, he had, like, white pants on and, like, tape, and I was like, he's just gonna be bleeding all, that's, those should be pink by the end of this. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, did not disappoint. Absolutely did uh, not. What a, Raver, what, like, what an opening God. matchup, really. It, they, these two put each other through absolute hell and back. <sighs> all right, I gotta say, uh, Mikey, mm-hmm. if you had to pick a spot from this match that was your favorite spot. What would you have to get? What would you say? My favorite spot of this match has to be when Jimmy Lloyd had G-Raver up on his shoulders for a Death Valley driver. And instead of doing it in the ring, he did it through the barbed wire ropes directly to the floor. Oh my god, it looked so rough. Oh god, it looked awful. Like, when it was done, like, everyone got up and was, like, crowding about as much as they could around the tomb to see if they were alive. Thankfully they both were. (laughs) Thank goodness. God, that would have been terrible. Yeah, but uh, that was uh, that's why like that was towards the end of the match too. After they had dis- fucking dismembered this ring's barbed wire ropes and had used them for plenty of carnage. Mm-hmm. Like there was a point where G Raper literally wrapped Jimmy Lloyd's arm up in barbed wire, wrap put a barbed wire table on top of the barbed wire that was wrapped around his arm, and then he just jumped and sent on onto it and just ripped Lloyd's arm up. Yeah. Though, if I gotta give one of my favorite spots to, it's gotta be, uh, shortly after they had went through a barbed wire table, the, if I recall correctly, it was... Lloyd was rocking by the barbed wire ropes, and fucking Raver ran at him, meteored him, and put him through the barbed wire ropes, through, like, six tables they had set up on the outside. Yeah, yeah, that was another Buckwild spot. Um... Fucking crazy. This match was so good. The uh, the what what really got me was the the finish of this match where Lloyd just kept hitting Raver with a bunch of finishing moves and a bunch of big finishing spots, and Raver mm-hmm. just kept kicking out. He literally refused to die. He he did refuse to die, but in the end, uh, he he did end up dying because Jimmy yes. Lloyd did win. However, look out for more G Raver in the future because wow. G Raver is so good. Jimmy Lloyd is so good. This match was absolutely bonkers to start us off here. Uh, it really, it really gave us such a good energy going into the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pumped. Yeah, after this. yeah, me as well. I was, I was super pumped. I was like, if that was the opener, what the hell is the rest of this card gonna look like? Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Um, speaking of, so so w- let's let's give this opening match a rating quick because, like we said, we're gonna fly through these a little bit because there yes. was nine matches on this card. <laughs> Fucking nine matches that I could talk for hours about. Exactly. Uh, so let's let's give this one a rating off the bat. Zach, what are you thinking? I think I'm gonna give it the markout. I think I'm with you there. It was definitely an easy markout for me. I feel like markouts are much are much easier to obtain when I'm there live. Because yes. just that energy, that markout feeling happens so much, like faster when I'm with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I really liked it. I also am gonna and, give it uh, that markout because wow, that, that is, was a hell of a match. Mm-hmm, that is definitely going to come into play too by the main event, which I will be. I can't wait to talk about the main event. But going from that, let's go into the next match, which is the surprise match. So yes. Charles Mason comes out. With a mic, as the announcer's trying to, like, you know, get the crowd, like, keep us all pumped up. Charles Mason, the, just, bill- the billionaire playboy. Who, and uh, the gist of it is basically, we're all poor pieces of shit that aren't worth his time. And we <laughs> need to shut the fuck up so that he can talk. Mm-hmm. He's, like, saying we're garbage and that we're poor and we'll never get to where he is. 
And then Mance Warner's fucking music hits and the crowd pops. <laughs> yeah, Mance, Mance Warner Mance Warner showed up, which was neat. Wasn't, and, was, uh, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't expecting that. Neither was I. I was like, oh, shit. All right. Gets right up in Mason's face after he does his long entrance where everyone sings along with his entrance theme, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. Gets right to beating the shit out of him. Yes. Like, <sighs> Mance is a very... <laughs> Very hard wrestler. And goddamn Mason took every fucking chop and hit he took like a like a fucking man, dude. Yeah. Like he slapped his chest. I think Mike and I both were like, oh, oh my god, yeah. why? Those, those, those chops were getting, he was laying those in there. Um, but that wasn't even the worst of the punishment that he would take in this fucking match. No, yeah, they busted out doors in this one. They busted out doors. Chairs. The part that got me was when... Mason's crawling on the outside, and Mance, like, takes a chair, and I'm like, all right, he's gonna hit him in the back of the chair. This was probably the hardest-sounding chair shot I've ever heard on someone's back. Like, yes. I was... I winced when he hit this man. I was like, oh, my God, why? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, um... Charles Mason's back was just a mess after that. God. Uh, that, that, that chair shot just absolutely wrecked him. Uh, and it was... It sounded... It sounded like it just... It was, it sounded like when you, like, take two frying pans and, like, smack them together. Yes. Like, it was rough. It was real rough. Uh, those chair yeah. shots were not, there was no pulled punches here. Yeah. Net Mason does get some offense in this. Did get some offense. Mm-hmm. Was it all a full one-sided affair? Yeah. He hit some, he hit, like, his own few, bait, like, stiff chops and such, but God, Vance Warner's chops were so fucking loud. I think at one point he hit him with a chair, but he didn't do it nearly as hard, and everyone booed him for it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, let's see, uh, he does, like, there's, like, a cool spot where, like, he's beating up Mance Warner in the corner, and then he quickly pops him up from the ground, and then does, like, a Death Valley driver through, a ch- like, or, like, through two chairs, something like that. If I recall correctly? Yes, that sounds right. Yes, and then it doesn't really last long for him, though, because then Mance just kind of like, alright, well... I'm about done with this. So as he's running towards him, he dropped Toehold's Mason. He goes face first into a chair, which sounded really rough again. Then he got choke slammed through a door and then DDT'd onto a piece of the door that was left over and Mance won. Yeah, Mance ended up winning this one. Absolutely uh, beating the crap out of Charles, uh, not Charles Mason. Um, this match was clearly to fill time. Yes. And I think the time it was filling was... Yeah. The unfortunate uh injury that happened before yeah. the event, which was Schlack. because uh, Alley Cat was supposed to have a match with Schlack later on in the night and but, uh, he got hurt a little bit, uh or was faking an injury because Al- uh Schlack fears Alley Cat. Um, <laughs> um but it ended up being Alley Cat's open meowlinge, uh which prob the ma- that match probably didn't go as long as her versus Schlack would have so I'm assuming Probably this not. was a filling time kind of match, and uh, yeah, I think it did its job pretty well. It was a nice, quick, yeah. a little bit hardcore match. You know, we got we, mm-hmm. we we kept the energy up from the last one. Uh, big pop for Mance Warner, and yes. I, you know, I, I this match wasn't like crazy or anything. So I, I think I'm I'm cool with giving it the meh here. Yeah, I I was I, I was a bit more high on it with a with, I was gonna give it a high meh, but the more I thought about it after we uh, got home and my fucking throat was dead. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 
you know what? I'm like, yeah, give this match a meh. Yeah, we were it supposed was like, to record this yesterday, a... but we could neither of us could speak. Our throats were gone. Because <laughs> who needs who needs to talk when you have great wrestling? Oh yeah. But yeah, my um, I, I was like, yeah, this match is good. It was a good time filler. And when you pointed out that it was a time filler, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense because all the doors and stuff they use is probably for Alley Cat and Schlock. Yeah, all those weapons, all gonna... those extra weapons they would have had. Yeah, but it wasn't really needed. <laughs> yeah, guess not. I mean, it would have been so it would have been funny if they brought it out for the match she did have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going off of that, pretty good. Uh, pretty good match after a fucking awesome opener. We then got Calvin Tankman versus Braden Lee. Yeah, in a fucking great match. Yeah, this match starts off with just a blistering pace where you can just see how dominant the power of Tankman is. And yet how ridiculously athletic Lee is. Yeah. Like, I this, was this match blown was, away by that. This match was pretty pretty solid. I will say, though, I will say, though, I, I wasn't completely blown away. It was good, but there was definitely some spots where it was a little awkward. Where you could yeah, see Brayden was... Lee setting up for spots, and Tankman was just kind of, like, standing there a lot of the time, waiting for Brayden Lee to mm-hmm. do his big thing. And then there were times when it didn't hit exactly. Yeah, like, I think there was a spot where like he was supposed to flip out of the corner and Tank was supposed to catch him in a torture rack, but he almost dropped him. Yeah, it was a lot of like like there was like there was some big spots here and there, but a lot of it felt like awkward and a little clunky to me. So I don't know, I, I was, wasn't really blown away by it. I I was very much a fan of the match, obviously. Uh, I liked a, re- a spot I really liked was when Tankman got Lee up on his shoulders when he was on the apron. He just kind of spun him like a helicopter, and then so and then just he just landed face first onto the apron. Mm-hmm. That looked rough. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, where else was there? Um, there was a cool spot where Tankman uh, did a four fifty, and then he did like this shooting star press DDT, which I thought was cool as hell. And I. I'm kind of like, if he can, like, refine that better, I think that'd be a great finishing move. I agree. I think that'd be an awesome move to just pop off of the crowd. I agree, but I think he's got to do it faster, because there was a lot. I feel like during the, the Shooting Star Press DDT, it was sick to watch, but, like, the, the amount of setup time it took was, like, I felt like it took forever. And, like, Tankman was standing at that point, and he was, like, trying to act groggy, but I feel like he was acting groggy for so long because Brayden mm. Lee was, like, getting on the top rope, and then he, like, slowly rose up with his hands, like, doing, like, you know, like, getting ready for it. And yeah. then he hit it. It was like, listen, if your dude is standing there ready to take the move, just fire it off. Like, it felt like, it felt like just so, it took forever to just get, only, to just get done. The only time for me that it was really noticeable, I guess, because I was just so into seeing this match... I was enjoying myself. Was the only time it really was more evident for me was the fuck was the ending. Yeah, that ending was hella so, awkward. The way to put this, the the best way I can describe this is basically Tankman gets put on the top rope, and Lee and him fight for like a couple minutes on top of here. But like you can tell that like they're trying to do something, but they can't get the right positioning. So they're just kind of like punching each other on the top rope, like trying to do something to the other one. And eventually Tankman hits. I don't even know what he hits to be honest. I have a power slam esque move written down here, but I remember when I saw it, I was like, I have no idea what the fuck he just hit him with. Yeah, it was very much like a power slam esque kind of move off the top rope. Um, it looked rough as shit. I'll yeah, say that much. Yeah, but the way they landed, it was it would look like a power slam, but like Tankman landed back first on top of Braden Lee. Yeah, looked really rough to take. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
But that, that ended up being the finish of the match, and Tankman uh, ends up picking up the victory here. Uh, the match was, like I said, the match was okay. Uh, there was a lot of, it was, it was, there was a lot of clunky spots. Um, I wasn't super, super, super high on it. Uh, I gave it the, I gave it a meh. I'm gonna give it a high meh. Okay. I, I, I did the, 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 uh, spots, the setup, you're not wrong when I think about it in reflection, but I still really enjoyed myself with this match. And I, I liked the, uh, when the spots hit off or like when they were just wrestling, I was enjoying myself. Now, granted, it's, this match is good. But the match after it, though. Oh, boy, the match after it. Yeah, why don't we get to the match after it, which is Effie taking on Atticus Coger. Uh, oh, boy. In, a, in what we like to call a surprise death match. Uh, because <laughs> this wasn't slated to be a death match, but boy, did it become one. Yeah, it did. And it didn't even fucking spend that much time hiding it, either. Yeah, yeah, right off the bat, uh, we got... Right... Oh, my God. The, like, the beginning of this match... It just like, it's it starts okay. It starts off like a regular old wrestling match. Yeah, and Effie like pops off. Mm-hmm. Effie pops off. Uh, gets Atticus outside the ring. Effie goes for a suicide dive, to which Atticus Coger rips some light tubes out from under the ring and just yeets them into Effie's face as he's doing a suicide dive and destroys him. Yeah. Oh my god! It- the reaction from the crowd when that happened. Was oh, absolute, absolute stunned, like, silence and booze, and just, it was, it took everyone by surprise. Oh, like, you you wouldn't have noticed in the match, because for the rest of the fucking match, Effie was two-faced Effie with half his face being red. Yeah. But, like, the entire, like, I think it's left side of Effie's face was just covered in, like, band-aids and probably stitches from when he just ate the light tube in his face. It was... Yeah. And then... As if it wasn't any more of like, they're like, we're like, oh, we're going to a death match. They didn't even just ease it in after that. Koger then just fucking li- just used more light tubes, beat the shit out of Effie more, then whipped out skewers and just jammed them in his fucking head. Yeah, I have a, I have a picture of Effie with skewers just sticking out of his forehead. Yep, and then as he's like sitting there on the ropes, like you can just you just watch Koger just takes like a couple screws and just starts shanking Effie on his back. Yep. And I was like, he's just stabbing him. He's just stabbing him now. What the heck is this? Uh, God. Yeah, this was a rough match. Uh, there was, mm. there was a lot of a lot of big heavy spots here. Um, yeah, Effie does have his moments where he does come back. Like there's a point where this is really cool spot where after he gets like this really meaty lariat on Koger, which flips him inside out. Mm-hmm. He like gets him in the corner, jumps up, and he wraps his leg around the back of his head and just kind of spikes him into the mat, which I thought was really quite cool looking. Yeah, it was like a famouser. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was like a famouser from the corner, and I was like, you know, maybe a kind of an intricate, or like, kind of like, you can't really transition to that very easily, but it's cool. Yeah. Do more of that, and it, I'll be like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm always down for that. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was super sick. Um, oh my god. Let's, let's talk about the ending, though, when yeah. Atticus Koger <laughs> put Effie through, uh, a chair, and it had the barbed wire board on it. Like, oh, Yep. Oof. Oh, God. So, like, basically what ends up happening is, before this, Effie was in control, all through all of it, then Koger put him through, like, a chair, and with, like, a bar, with, like, a light tube on it, Effie went through the table, and then there's a point where Koger's, like, talking with the ref, and he low blows Effie while he's talking to the ref, right? Mm -hmm. And then, he just is like, I'm done, this match is done, I'm done with this shit. He pulls out more skewers, jams them right in Effie's head, 
grabs him in a headlock, and then just does a fucking front face lock DDT with the with the skewer still inside, just plants Effie's face into the ground. Yep. Breaks the skewers off, probably jams some of the more into his head, and then pinned him. Then, of course, 440. I was going to say, we're, we're talking about uh, 440, Storm, 440 and Ricky Shane Page storm the ring. Uh, and Ricky, the whole the whole story of this match was that uh, Ricky Shane Page and 440 have been trying to get Effie to join them and be a part of 440. Uh, and we were you were talking about two faced Effie before, and boy howdy was he two faced because he joined four four zero. God, Effie grabbed a t shirt, put it on like a monster. God, and joined four four zero. Oh my God, there are people that are probably like shouting like you you trade her. Effie's, How could you? Effie's heel turn happens right in front of all of our faces, and everyone God. was stunned. Everyone was just flabbergasted that he had just done this. And just to put the cherry on top for it, after this match when they were setting up for the next one, Effie was at a booth with 440 just taking pictures with people. Yes, it was just, so funny. He was just, <laughs> and the announcer's just like, there's too many people in that corner right now taking pictures. This is wrong. This is all wrong. Yeah. This all is wrong. This all seems wrong. Please stop doing this. Uh, oh, but yeah, God. Effie Effie ends up joining four four zero, and uh, we saw, like I said, we saw him take it. Like like Zach said, we saw him taking pictures with four four zero later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, but well, what? sorry, God. No, I'm trying to think of who does Koger say he wants to fight next. Koger Koger uh, decides that after the match, uh, he wants a fight with Leo Rush, the fucking at man spring of break motherfucking hour. Yeah, Atticus Koger puts a challenge out there for Leo Rush for Spring Break. Uh, Put Mikey into my veins for Spring right Break, now. which is on the line later t- later in the night, which oh, we'll get yeah. to. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's get into the next match, which was one of my favorite matches of this night. This easy, this easily was. I think this probably was my favorite match of the night. Yeah, like I. I'll get into what the other match that contested, but if I were to take pick right off the bat, if you show me this card and which one I liked the most, it was this match, which was hold on, I don't I'm trying to get their full name because I don't have their full name. What it's We have Alex Cologne. Alex Cologne. We have Alex Cologne taking on Nolan Edward in He's a Nolan right. in a death match. A fucking uh, The story so the, this, this, sorry, you go. Ahead. go. Okay, yeah, now like, you got so this. The, man. So the story behind this match is that uh, Nolan Edward wants uh, wants to take part in Alex Cologne's Planet Death coming up uh, WrestleMania weekend, uh, but Alex Cologne says he's not ready yet. So Al- Alex Cologne wants to test him with tonight's match and see if see if uh, Edward can handle the death. And w- was this a match for the ages, man? Oh man! So I love death matches, especially when they have story written into them. Because the beginning of this match is basically. Edward doesn't want... They have glass panes set up in two corners of the ring. And Edward is, like, legit wrestling. Colin, uh, who is, like... He wants to throw him through this glass pane. But Edward hasn't... This is his... I assume this is his first deathmatch. He's not as a much of a veteran. So he's trying to avoid getting thrown through these panes. I mean, and I feel match, like even if you're a deathmatch veteran, you don't want to get thrown through a glass pane. You don't want to. <laughs> but, like, the way that Edward was, like... 
positioning himself and like acting was like a really like a I really don't want to go through that right now. And Cole mm-hmm. was like, "Come on, bitch, just fucking go through the pain." Mm-hmm. And then eventually he does when he shoves him into the pain and it just fucking explodes. Yeah, these glass, glass goes flying just, out of the ring, just really just popping off. God. So then the two go onto the outside. Cole's dominating. Cologne's dominating with just fucking barrage of light tubes and chairs just mm-hmm. beating the shit out of Edward around the ring really making him earn his shit I think at one point he like is just smacking Edward in the face with it and then just jam- and just smashing it over his own head just to show how hard he is yeah it was like one for you one for me one for you one for me god Edward does finally get some offense in and he fights Cologne to the apron and stuns him for a bit and then god he fucking lays Cologne out on the apron so that he's, like, got his t- for his upper body hanging over the ring. Mm-hmm. And this man, there's, like, a glass pane set up by two chairs on the outside of the ring. So you think to yourself, oh, he's just gonna, was he gonna DDT him? No. This man's like, fuck your expectations. I'm a swinging neckbreaker, this guy, through the table, through this glass pane, onto the outside, through it, into the outside. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Uh, super, super sick. These two... Cologne put Edward through the ringer, but Edward didn't didn't back down. Edward also no, showed he did not. Edward also showed he had mad chops in this match and was not not gonna take take this one lying down. And he was really working hard for his spot mm-hmm. in uh, Planet Death. And not, I am that so scenario, excited. God, it's gonna be awesome, it, Mikey. Explain to them the power bomb spot that happened shortly after this. Yeah, why don't you tell us about the power bomb spot? So, the two of them fight to the top rope, and Edward has Cologne on the top rope, he's groggy, he's like, oh wait, no, Cologne gets Edward to the top rope, and he's trying to, dude, I don't know what he's trying to do, probably superplex him, because that moves fucking ass to take, probably. Mm-hmm. So Edward, being the athletic one, or the more athletic one of the two, tries to do a sunset flip bomb onto Cologne, but it's not gonna work, which, mind you, by the way, the entire ring is covered in fucking glass at this point. Mm-hmm. Which I actually forgot. Cologne dragged Edwards through the gl- Edward through the glass on the floor. So yes. you know that this was in the beginning. In the, in, the, in the in the right when this match started, after Cologne shoved uh, shoved Edward through the through the glass pane for the first time, and there was glass all over the ring. Cologne just grabbed Edward by the ankles and just dragged him through the broken glass. God, and I love this part. So for the spot that I was talking about, he. Go sunset flip. Cologne hangs on. Edward fakes him out by acting like he let go, and then he grabs him again, picks him up, just runs across the ring, and then just just a running power bomb through the other glass pane in the corner. Mm-hmm. I think glass flew off to where we were because some guy almost got hit with it. Yeah, we we were in the, we were in the the furthest row back, and we almost got hit with glass. <laughs> Fucking glass just exploded. Yeah, yeah. There was, a, there was... This was a mess. There was then the double stomp spot after this, which was also very good. Yeah, so uh, we had we had another pane of glass come from the outside of the ring, uh, and I think Edward ended up setting it up first. Uh, yeah, Edward set it up first, and he, he, he put like Cologne he like put it, top rope. He like put it uh, in, be- he like put it in between the the like right underneath the first the top turnbuckle and the second turnbuckle. And then he leaned mm-hmm. the other end on a chair, so it was like facing yep. out towards the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. And then he gets Cologne up on the top rope, uh, 
then Edward gets up on the top rope with him. It looks like he's going to DDT him or superplex him through it. Uh, but then Cologne fights out of it, uh, which which leaves uh, which leaves Edward tangled up on the top rope and hit laying. He he's, his feet are tangled up on top rope while he, while he is laying on this glass, and Cologne just jumps off the top rope and double stomps him through the glass. Oh, fucking look, bro! Was it's brutal. Fuck. I always love when they find reasons for why wrestlers should hold on to the top. Like, when they ever do the double stomp spot, I can't help but think to myself, but why would you hold on and not just let go? But in this spot like this, like, Edward was literally laying on the glass. He had no other way out. Yeah. Yeah, he had nowhere to go. And then, God. So then the two, oh my God. So then after this, Cologne is in firm control. He even even puts his submission finisher in on Edward and forces him to crawl through the goddamn glass. To get a rope everywhere break. Ugh. To get a fucking rope break. And he's pissed off that he gets this, so he beats the shit out of him, throws him in the corner, goes outside the ring, gets the last glass pane that's left, puts it in front of his face, runs to the other side of the ring, and then just fucking sprints, double knees him right in the face, through the glass pane, fucking just showers Edward in glass. Yup. Still doesn't get him the win, which fucking shocked me. Still doesn't get him the win, uh, to which... This is the point where GCW staff come from the back with another a board covered in barbed wire and a glass pane. Which they gently slide underneath the barbed wire. Mm-hmm. Gently slide it into the ring. Uh give it give it to uh give it's it to Edward that is somehow somehow Edward fucking gets control back enough yeah. to set this up. And he sets it up with two chairs, mm-hmm. gets it right in the middle of the ring. <laughs> he goes to God. He goes to put him through it. Cologne counters it and puts him through it with a back suplex. It was like a. I think. I think you were right. I, we were talking about this spot yesterday. I think yeah. you were. You were right in terms of it being a a um, a Spanish fly because I yeah, saw it from okay. a, from from our angle. It didn't look like one, but then I was, when I saw it from a different angle, like on like on a replay or like on a clip, mm-hmm. it definitely looked like. A Spanish fly. So I think yeah, you were and, correct when we were talking yesterday oh, okay, that it was it, and, it was it was a Spanish it was a little it was a little like it wasn't like a perfect Spanish fly, but it was definitely a Spanish fly. As the connoisseur of Spanish flies, I will take your I will take your word for it. And yeah, this is off the top rope too, by the way, because of course it was. Mm-hmm. And then here's the crazy part: Edward's fucking kicked, Edward, Edward kicked out kicked at one, out at one, at and one, which, still is fighting. And Cologne is just infuriated that he would didn't die there. So then he just <laughs> takes the fucking bo- the door which is left and just beats the shit out of him with this fucking piece of the door. Out of all puts of- him in his submission again, <sighs> and he passes out and loses. Out of all the spots in this match, the one the one where Cologne takes a half of a door that they used earlier and just starts beating the absolute hell out of Edward with that half of the door was the most brutal to me. Bashed him with just that door. Just absolutely destroyed him. Just like, bam, 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 bam. Just like, Jesus Christ, man. And then he locks in a submission, like you said, he locks in a submission hold. Edward passes out. The ref calls the match. It's uh, just... And Alex Cologne gets the victory here. But uh, that is not the end of the story because after the match, nope. Alex Cologne uh, picks Nolan Edward up and says, look, you're definitely Planet Death material. See you there. Welcome home, kid. And then Schlack comes in the ring 
and is like, yeah, it's going to be Nolan Edward versus Schlack. So Nolan Edward has another huge challenge ahead of him come Planet Death. God. And he's just, I think everyone gave him a round, a rounding ovation, a round of, what's the word here? A standing a, ovation. A standing ovation. I got like round, like round of applause and standing ovation somehow rounding mixed ov- up. Rounding ovation and standing applause. Everyone cheers amongst the match was fucking lit. Easiest mark out of my goddamn life. Yeah. I had that written down and showed Mikey that after the match. I was like, that match was fucking great. Absolutely a mark out. Yeah, not no it it wasn't even close. It was a mark out. It was one it was one of the easiest mark outs I've ever had, like you said. It was so so good. This whole match was amazing. These two put each other through hell and back. And then back to hell. It was hell, back, and then back, and then back again. <laughs> like <laughs> The round trip through hell. Yeah, exactly. It was like a round trip, and then they took another round trip, because why the They're fuck They were like, not? hey, let's do it again. Exactly. Sure, why not? Uh, this match was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Great uh, fucking match. So yeah, that's a mark out. Ugh. Let's get to the next match here. We have a regular singles match, which is rare for this <laughs> card. Uh, not a death match. We have Tony Deppin taking on Ken Broadway. Oh, man. I'm a big Tony Deppin fan. After uh, seeing a bunch of his matches on this show, I am a very big fan. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, spoilers for those of you watching, uh, we might be uh, watching a Tony Deppin match for our next episode of Indie Waters after this. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Sub- subscribe to the feed so you can uh, stay updated with that so you don't miss it. Mm-hmm. So this match starts off and when uh, so Kent Broadway is second to come out here. Tony Deppin's already in the ring. He's just getting himself ready, and Kent Broadway is on the apron. He's posing. Everyone's, like, getting ready to, like, you know, getting ready for this match. And then Deppin just looks, just gets pissed off for some reason, and then just runs and just drop, kicks him in the back of the head and just sends him off the apron. Yeah. And the match just immediately starts off with that. Like, he's just gloating about it, just beating the shit out of him. Throws him into the ring, and then Broadway's like, nah, son, you ain't gonna do this to me. And then he just fucking plunches off the goddamn, over the top rope, before Deppin can get into the ring, knocks him down, gets on the top rope after he throws him into the ring, makes it rain on him, and then does a hurricane run on him. And that that's the opening stage of this match, right here. Shit's awesome. Yeah, it was it was absolutely sick. Uh, these I two... loved making it rain off the top. Yeah. That's a fucking great thing. This This match was just about as hard-hitting as they come. And then another match after this, uh, then be like, you thought you could do hard-hitting, son? Yeah, they're like, you thought you could do hard-hitting? Check this shit out. Uh, but this match was awesome. These two put each other... These two, uh, like... There were points where they were just both just kicking... I feel like... I feel like the, they were teeth lost. <laughs> like, yeah, like, they're like... This match, like, after this, like, you know, there's some nice running strikes from, from Broadway that look nice... Deppin gets control, starts grinding him down, and then there's just a starts point. grinding him down with a lot of technical work, a lot of mat work. Mm-hmm. There's this nice spot where the two of them like exchange roll-ups until Broadway hits a fucking huge German suplex onto Deppin. Yes. And then he does another one on him, and then we get to the point where the two of them bicycle kick each other in the face and almost knock each other out. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the part where Mikey's talking, where it feels like for fucking minutes they're just beating the shit out of each other. They're just, just strike after strike after strike, and they just go back and forth, back and forth. These two look like they're having a, a fight in a back a back alley or like a bar God. fight. 
there's a point where Deppin just chops the back of Broadway and it made such a loud noise. Everyone's like, oh, God, why? But then Broadway just, like, stands up. He just and stood and like, looked him in the face right. like, you. That's how you, you want to play? That's how we'll play. <laughs> like Exactly. And then eventually, oh, God. So we get to the part where Broadway then hits a disgusting series of kicks where the ending is basically he's kicked the shit out of Deppin, so Deppin's on his knees. He just runs and just knees he just knees through Deppin's face. Like he's not even a fucking like he like he's just like a door, basically. Just puts himself right through him. It's just like it's nasty looking. Mm-hmm. And then Deppin kicks out at fucking one. Kicks oh, it's Deppin. Oh yeah. You good? Yeah, he kicks out. Okay. Yeah, I'm oh I'm trying to Yeah, Deppin kicks out at one, which and he's pissed off at this Sorry, point. Sorry, we were there live. Our, our notes aren't our notes aren't the greatest. We I were, had to keep. We up were with very it. we were very excited to watch the show. So yes. I, I know personally, I didn't keep very detailed notes. I have I kept them as much so. This was like between matches. I was writing this up. Mm. So then he annihilates Broadway with this series of strikes. One of which almost sends him to the outside. He goes hanging all the way on the ropes back. I thought he was going to do a John Moxley uh, clothesline, and no, he didn't. Fucking Depp and just beat the shit out of him some more. Put him in a submission. Broadway gets to the ropes. Deppin then beats Broadway within an inch of his life until like a he just pounds his head into like a pile of meat. Mm-hmm. Flips him over on his back. Puts him in a I believe it's like a inverted version of like a a choke hold where he's got him he's got his arm wrapped around his neck and he's like upside down himself. He just fucking chokes Broadway. Broadway doesn't even get a fucking like a count from the ref. He's up. He's just out cold like a light. Mm-hmm. Great fucking match. Yeah, this match was uh, pretty sick. If you like tech- if you like technical wrestling and absolute brawlers, this match is for you. Yep. Um, Who would you give this match, Mikey? Um, I I give this match. I think I give this match a meh. I I, I gave this match I wasn't, a high meh. I wasn't like like I said. This isn't my kind of wrestling. I know a lot yeah, of people like the very technical exactly. style. I know a lot of people mm. like the. Uh, I like when they brawled. I like when they were smacking the crap out of each other. But once oh, I, once yeah. it got to the mat, I was a little. Uh, it took yeah, me out of it a little bit because, is... like I said, it's not really my my cup of tea. But mm-hmm. yeah, I know a lot of people really like this match. I know this is your yeah. you like you like yeah. this kind of match I, a lot. I gave this match a high man. And this is kind of where you can tell our, where our tastes in wrestling differ because I was all over this shit. I was loving this match. I. Was I had never seen a match from Broadway, or if I did, I didn't remember it. And when I, I came out of this going like, damn, I need to see some Kent Broadway matches, or I want to see some more matches from him. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason this match gets a high meh is simply because the match after it, that fucking match, I, I fucking love the match after this. Oh, Regretted. yeah, the match after this, we got Jordan Oliver taking on AJ Gray. This match was awesome. <sighs> awesome really good mikey please tell them what happened in the early stages of this match or at least give them a good summary of it because i was still writing my notes from the fucking previous match and i was like looking up and down like trying to do to do like a double tally and i was like huh like i have to watch wrestling but i have to write about wrestling it's like oh. yeah this match starts off fast and furious uh these two get in the ring start chirping at each other getting in each other's faces and then and then they just start hitting sequences like left and right like jordan oliver and aj gray just go and there's there's all of a sudden a point where like I like basically out of nowhere AJ Gray gets out of the ring and Jordan Oliver hits him with a suicide dive. Then AJ Gray hits Jordan Oliver with an over the top rope uh, plancha and just knocks him out. It was wild. It was just a wild, fast oh and God. furious start to this one. 
there were several times where I looked up and like suddenly out of nowhere, Gray just hits a fucking Hurricane Rana. I looked up for the plancha because Mikey tapped me. I was like, huh? And I look up and I just see the plancha. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what do you mean? They were just on the ground. <laughs> they were, they were like, just both on the ground. How did that happen so fast? Because, of course. Oh, there's a... Oh, my God. So then I have my notes here because I started then taking it. So then suddenly, after they get into the ring, Gray just boots all or in the face and the match just kicks even to further overdrive than it already was at this point for me at least mm-hmm. like he nearly knocks oliver over follows up with a beautiful moonsault like this shit was this shit was gorgeous the only i think he almost got hit he almost hit oliver on the way down because of how much height and time he had to flip himself all the way around mm-hmm. then we get a he then <laughs> so he gets oliver in the corner beats the shit out of him and like, <laughs> so he's just slapping the shit out of Oliver eventually, and Oliver slaps him back in the face. Remember the crowd was like, "Oh shit!" Yep. And then Gray looks like he gives he gives his face of like, "All right, you know what? That's it. Playtime's over." And just fucking forearms Oliver in the face, knocks him out into a heap. Like he's just laying below the turnbuckle, just out, just like, gone. oh, oh, uh, absolutely, just like, all right, fine. You want to do that? We'll do that. Bam. And then there's this part where like so Oliver gets to the outside. He's, like, on the ropes. He tries to duck Gray. And I don't know how it happens, but Gray gets Oliver in between the middle and top rope so that, like, half his body's in the ring and the half is out of it. He fucking smacks, if I recall correctly, he <laughs> gives a chop onto Oliver's chest, which made so much goddamn noise you'd think a thunderstorm was rolling through. Yeah. There and was, then the Yeah, fucking... the chops in this match were unreal. God. And then the nastiest part of the spot was he ran back, <sighs> ran to the ropes, and he just took Oliver's face and he just planted him into the mat. Bop. Yeah, just not just oh. not a, not a big move, not anything. It's just like effective, hard-hitting, just destroy your opponent. Face eat mat. <laughs> exactly. It's like, "Hey face, meet the mat. Have fun with that." Mm-hmm. The two then go back and forth for a bit and then we get to the point where the two of them just start to beat and slap the shit out of each other and this is where I was like, it was like they saw the other match and they were like, "Hmm. I see you want to hurt each other with hard strikes. Maybe introduce you to Harder sounding strikes. <laughs> I know you like hard strikes, but how about harder strikes? <laughs> it was awesome. Fucking loved that bit. What else is there? There's like an awesome spot where Oliver goes to hit a running strike onto Gray in the corner, fakes him out, and jumps over to the outside. Oh, yeah, no. He goes to hit him, gets thrown on the outside, goes to Jew and Instaguri, but fakes out Gray. Jumps over the top rope and stuns Gray, all saying, Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> and yep. This is kind of funny because later in the match, he tries it again, and I th- Gray almost counters it, and he just barely hits it off. And I thought it was hilarious because as he said, Gotcha, bitch, oh shit, because yep. he grabbed him, and then he just barely got it off. And he just, I was like, Oh damn, that was that was awesome. very awesome. It was super close to being a reversal, but it ended up not being. Mm-hmm. The, the ending sequence of this match kind of was all, was all around. Oliver's Boston Crab finisher because mm-hmm. there were several points in the match where he locked this in on Gray and Gray got out of it every way he could rope break using his raw power to just flip Oliver out of it or like just push him off of him he did everything in his power to get away from Oliver and he was dominant when he would get out of this shit like he was just throwing Jordan Oliver around like it was fucking nothing mm-hmm. but I liked this because it then played into the finish where so Oliver gets the Boston Crab in one last time. He's literally sitting on Gray's back. But instead of keeping it locked in, as you can see that Gray's trying to do something to counter it, he then just quickly rolls him up and catches him for the win. Yeah. Just 
completely caught him off guard, had him conditioned that he was going to hold it in as long as possible, and then just caught him right out without even just split second catch him out. Split second, one, two, three, yeah. Uh, this match was super good. I really liked it. Uh, Jordan Oliver, like you said, ends up getting the win here with the uh, with the pin. Uh, I this match ruled. <laughs> I would I would have such more detailed notes, but like I said. This match, these two matches were like, oh, you have those nice notes about those death matches where it's pretty easy to take notes because they have w- a bunch of really good spots. Fuck you. We have technical wrestling out the ass and agility that you can't even keep track of, bitch. This match gets a mark out for me, by the way. I really like this match a lot. I also agree. I really, really love this match. This one ended up and- being super awesome. So now I gotta, I, I, you, my memory's uh, not getting me here. Because after this match, Jordan Oliver then cuts a awesome fucking promo where he's just like, ACH came here, beat him. Fucking Gray came here, I beat him. Both of them are two of the best yeah, professional Atticus wrestlers Koger in the world. Yeah, Atticus Coger didn't challenge Leo Rush. Jordan Oliver challenged Leo Rush. Atticus Coger ex- challenged somebody I never heard of before. Oh, it was um. Oh yeah, it was one of the guys who was like the head of a company. He's like, bring the guy who used to fight and is like an yeah, animal. Yeah, yeah, that that was. It. I don't remember who. It, I don't remember the name he. he called I forgot that. his Atticus name. I'm Cobra. sorry for forgetting. Atticus Cobra called out somebody else. Jordan Oliver calls out Leo Rush, and that match is actually now official. Oh, it's official. Yes, I believe it's that match. Gold. I believe right, right after, right after the show, that match was made official. The man of the fucking hour versus Jordan Oliver. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Mm. Let me let me check. We're so hyped that we have shit mixed up. Let me check Twitter here. By all means, go for it. Take your yeah yeah. So why don't why don't why don't you uh, start us off with the next match while I look at this? All right. So this is where we get to the to uh, a match that was definitely probably not planned, but they did a pretty good job for it. It was the uh, open meowlinge. Mm-hmm. It was Alley Cat versus <laughs> versus Levi Everett or the Farmer. The Amish farmer, I guess, is the uh, bet- the full way you could probably describe it. It's the beginning of this match is like uh, it's such an alley cat match that it, like y- the beginning of the match is literally like she was telling Levi to pet her, her stomach or her belly, mm-hmm. and Levi just had this awkward look of like I don't want to do it, and the crowd was like jeering him on to do it, and eventually he does it, and she tries to k- throw him, but he's stronger than her, so she keeps trying to do an Irish whip to him, and he's like, come on, man. Like, come on, you're not going to throw me. And eventually, if I recall correctly, he just fucking decks her. And the two then have this really nice back and forth where they just kind of showcase the classic, the fact, the classic fact that Everett's stronger than her in this match. But Alley Cat is really, like, athletic and she's really tough. So she's, like, not backing down whenever he, like, gives her a really big move. Like a lariat. Or at one point, he does, like, a diving headbutt into her, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. See, if I recall correctly, uh, before that, though... <laughs> this man does I I've never seen Levi Everett do his this finish this submission because he never gets en- enough offense in to do it. This man puts Alley Cat in like an armbar position where like I've seen wrestlers like Shayna Baszler and like Filthy Tom Waller use this move where like this arm could this could break someone's arm if you did this to someone actually. Mm-hmm. He just starts churning her arm like a butter like for like making butter and the crowd's just like Churn. Counting along. Churn. 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 And then he just fucking just leans back, just fucking assumedly tries to break her arm. And I just love how brutal but funny this is. Yeah, it was really, really good. Don't mess with a man and the way he churns his butter. (laughs) (laughs) So then, um, unfortunately for Everett, Alley Cat actually is able to send him crash landing off the top. And I say crash landing because when he 
when she pushed him off. I remember thinking, ooh, that was a rough fucking way to fall off the top. Oh, I hope you're okay, buddy. Yeah, she then... I, I can't really find this. I, I can't find the tweet right now, but I remember seeing it somewhere that uh, Leo Rush versus Jordan Oliver was was announced. Hmm. Then, uh, then Allie makes a comeback. Uh, oh no, this is where then after the top rope thing, he hits the running head headbutt on Allie. Allie's then able to make a comeback. She gets Everett, in, he gets, she gets Everett in the corner, hits him with a series of running strikes, followed by a uh, hip attack in the corner, and then hits a clothesline for the win. Yes. Yeah, it was Which a... Which caught me off guard. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty quick, it was a pretty quick and, uh... Not not really anything crazy kind of match, but I think it was still pretty good. It did its job. Ali Cat got some action in. Yeah. Uh, Levi Everett, we got to see him do some work, which was nice. Mm-hmm. I gave this match a meh. I also gave this match a meh. This match was not bad. This match was fine. If anything, I was just left going, damn, I wish I saw that Schlock versus Ali Cat match, because I kind of really wanted to see what they would have done now. Mm-hmm. Also, I finally, I-, I finally found the official graphic. <laughs> Found it. Only took nice. me 97 years. <laughs> but yeah. Well, at the, least you found it. Yeah, the Matt, the uh, Alley Cat, Levi Everett was like fine. It was it was good. It was a good solid match to fill time. Uh, we ended up getting this and the Mance Warner match instead of uh, Alley Cat versus Schlack, which I think I think it did. It was it was okay. Like I said, I love seeing Levi Everett. It's always fun to, to see a nice little comedy match here and there, and to see somebody with a gimmick like Levi Everett. Uh, yeah, it was fun, but it was still, I think it's still just a meh. Did we give a rating to yeah. Jordan Oliver, AJ Gray? I think I gave it a meh. I gave that. I gave the match a mark. I, you said. I think I gave you, it a high meh. It was. I'm gonna you said it. you really liked the match, but you didn't give the. Yeah, grade. I'll give it a high meh for me. I was. It was good. I don't think it was. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, no, I, it didn't hit that. I don't know why. It's just I, for me, it just didn't hit that mark out threshold. I can't. I can't. I can't figure out why, but it just didn't. <laughs> Oh, well, it happens. I think I'll give it a high. It was, a high, a it was still very like, good. I'll give it a high. I mean, I'm the king of match. having a match where I'm like, this match is really good. I just didn't feel the mark out. Yeah, it just didn't get there for me. But it was, like I said, it was still awesome. High meh for me. Uh, <sighs> so now let's now. now let's move on to the main event. I know we got a little sidetracked there. But let's go to the main event. We got the champion, Ricky Shane Page, taking on the bad boy, Joey Janela. In a title versus spring break match. If Janela wins, he wins the GCW championship. If Ricky Shane Page wins, 4-4-0 will run Joey Janela's spring break. And this match was absolutely buck wild. This match was insane. Mm-hmm. So right off the match, they start with announcing, if anyone from 4-4-0, and that's everybody, Effie included, who comes out with his stitches on his Effie face. Effie included. <laughs> Touches even a finger or a pinky on Janela, RSJ or RSP will immediately lose the title and Janela will be made the new champion. Mm-hmm. If at any point. And there's even a second official on the outside to make sure that they do not interfere. And RSP is like, of course, like, what the fuck is this shit? This wasn't in the rules. Crowd mm-hmm. pops off for it because everyone at this, in this arena, everyone wants RSP to lose. Because I've everyone hates a... Ricky Shane Page. And his literally everyone. Chicken heel shit. So this match right off the bat starts off a bit slow for me at first. They're just kind of locking up. RSP's kind of shoving Janela off of him and like just really showcasing how much stronger he is than Janela. But Janela gets his offense in here and there. Mm-hmm. Then we get to the part where the two of them spill to the outside, and this match just decides to go 
just go for it. This match pops off. Uh, yep. These two kick the crap out of each other on the outside. Uh, they end up making it to, like, the bar. And I think RSP, like, throws Janela into the bar. Uh, and he, and he, she's, like, taking a little bit of a breather. And then as soon as he turns around, Janela is just running. And he jumps out of the bar into RSP. And they just keep fighting towards the merch tables. Janela's just using whatever he can, like chairs, the bar tables. He hits him with at mm. one point, and he's like on fire. Except for when they get to the merch table, because so so RSP backdrops Janela onto the table. The table does not break, as far as I can tell, because it made a funk. No, when he hit it was a shit. plastic table. And I was like, oh no! So then he gets up onto the table and fucking suplexes Janela onto it. Doesn't break again. You can hear the boom when he hits it. It's like, oh no! Yeah, oh, God made you wince when you hear that but he eventually does get Janela back into the ring after just completely halting any bit of momentum he had into it Janela then just sells everything that RSP does like death like he's just chucking Janela around this ring beating the shit out of him he's just dead there's a point where he's like just he's, shir- he's just dead he's just dead and RSP is just shit talking the car like this is the guy you're going against for me this is the <laughs> one that's going to take my title he ain't nothing he ain't shit so the next major spot I can recall here is that after se- I have written down here after several attempts at killing Janela, four four zero then starts giving RSP a ton of weapons from the outside, including bent chairs from the Effie match and other matches, mm-hmm. some doors that are left over as well. I like well. how they kept whenever they grabbed the chair out, they would like rip barbed wire off of it or like brush glass yep. off of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. This then leads into <laughs> so the two of them. After getting so many chairs in the ring, Janela and RSP then have basically a chair sword fight. Yeah, it's like it's like when two kids have like cardboard swords and like let's let's sword fight and they like like keep just clashing the swords together back and mm-hmm. forth. They basically did that but with steel chairs. Exactly. And eventually Janela smacks the chair out of RSP's hands, then just yeets the chair into his face. Mm-hmm. It gets knocked to the ground, and then Janela, if I recall correctly, then goes and sets up a, a door and a onto on the two, two chairs. chairs, yeah. And then RSP gets up, and his face is just got the crimson mask just all down it. Like, the chair fucking whiffed him in the face. Mm-hmm. He then... So, uh... <laughs> he lays him on top of... He then lays RSP on top of a pile of chairs, puts the chair that he busted him open with on top of his chest, gets onto the top rope, sentons him, then he sets the door up because it doesn't put him away. Mm-hmm. RSP then gets control of it. I don't know how. It's probably some 4 for bullshit or he just plays dirty. But he gets control on Janela again. Lays Janela on top of this door. And this door creaks when he lays him on top of it. And, you're, and me and Mikey were like, oh, Uh-oh. you better put him through that door quick. Yeah. And then, uh, if I recall, he hits him with a... He gets to the top room and hits a senton th- on Janela, right? Or no, what was it? No, this, I think this with? was the point where he was setting up the door and he calls for um, uh, the rest of 4 for to go get it. Yeah. And then the 4 for all run backstage and pull out a ladder. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to... Because I remember, because I know that Janela got put through a table, or a chair, not a table, a, a door. A door. Doesn't get pinned, and that's what pisses him off, and then he tells him to go back, and that's when they bring out the door, and they bring out the ladder, mm-hmm. which, by the way, if you stood under the ring with this ladder set up in it... You could touch the ceiling. You, you could touch the ceiling. I was surprised we didn't get anyone kicking the chandeliers this entire pay-per-view because they were very we close many one, times. One chandelier incident with Alex Cologne. Yeah, throwing that was his, throwing his water, water bottle Eating his water bottle in the air and smacking the hell out of a chandelier. But back to the the match. So at this point, the crowd is like, 
there have been so many near falls at this point that like the crowd is just so not sure what the fuck is going to happen. Janela beats up RSP as he gets to him, lays him on the table, does his signature elbow to RSP. Everyone thinks that a lot of people think this match is going to end. I do too. RSP fucking kicks out at like the last second. Yeah. Crowd's like, what? Yeah. Literally Nani the fuck shit right here. RSP kicks out uh, and this match continues. Uh, then they, they fight a little bit more. RSP ends up getting the upper hand. Uh, after, was due, that after they threw the chalk in his face? It was due to, I was like, due to some, some shenanigans where uh, they don't touch Janela, but they, they throw, they throw like chalk in his eyes so he can't see. RSP gets the upper hand. And then uh, he's about to hit he's about to hit Janela with his finisher, but then Effie slides in the ring, and he's like Effie's and like give me a piece, come on! And Ricky Shane Page is like, okay, yeah, holds him, hit him, go ahead, yeah, go for ignore, it, yeah, go for it. Uh, ignore the fact that if you hit him, I lose my belt. He was RSP holds him, and Effie winds up and just kicks Ricky Shane Page right in the nuts. Cementing that he is not part of four for a rips his shirt off. He- like Effie with the double side. turn. Effie went with the double turn this night. Fucking and came back to help Janela. I what have a, to say, what Mikey called this too. The whole match, Mikey's like Effie's gonna turn. I fucking know it. I was and then, like Effie. There's no way. And then I love Effie gets out of the rig. Caesar has a four four looking. I'm like, what the fuck did you do? And he just attacks them and sends them to the back. Everyone at this point thinks like, oh my god, Janela's gonna win. The R- uh, 4-4-0 is gone. He's vulnerable. So then, I now realize this is Chris Dickinson. Runs in with a bottle of water and pours it all over Janela's eyes. Because RSP is stunned from getting his nuts kicked into his stomach. But Joey can't see. He's laying on the ropes like he just can't see shit. Mm-hmm. He pours the water on Janela's face. Janela gets up. He, he fucking... Goes to hit a move on oh, to yeah, RSP. This, this is after Effie also chases off the rest of 4 4 Yes. I believe I mentioned that, but I might have been in passing. But anyway, Janela goes up, hits, I forgot what move it was on RSP. See, it's the elbow Crowd, drop. It's the, it was the elbow drop. It was okay, a signature elbow drop, it. yeah. I couldn't remember if it was the elbow drop or something else. He goes to pin. One, two. Chris Dickinson fucking pulls Joey off, beats the shit out of him. Bastard. Picks him up on his shoulder, says, Fuck you, Joey Janelle, you piece of shit, and just sends Absolute him flying across the ring. Bastard. With a crucifix powerbomb. The crowd And hands Ricky Shane Page the match. Chernobyl ain't got nothing on how fucking nuclear the crowd got when P when Janela lost. The moment this crowd ended, this some guy in the crowd took a water bottle threw it at the ring, nailed Absolutely Dickinson in the head. Dickinson in his forehead. And then that just was the catalyst that just started... Everyone, everyone was like, oh, throwing... someone threw garbage? Guess we're all doing it now. Everyone just started throwing garbage into the ring. RSP is just stunned that Dickinson just did that for him. After all of that, their crowd, their, everyone's like, he's just standing there. The crowd literally is nuclear. People are surrounding the ring. like They're like fucking pissed off that he won again. That, I, I'm surprised no one threw chairs at this point, honestly. And then, from God knows where, there's a anyway. Music, Ricky Shane Page wins. R- Ricky Shane Page wins this match. Uh, ends up getting control of Spring Break. So now it's now it is officially RSP. R like R. It's like Spring Break, but it's RSP. Yep. Uh, before Spring then, Break. Uh, and the, the they actually hits. they. Real sorry again, real quick before we get to the yeah, the fine. Uber the Uber pop, the uh, Uber pop RSP spring break R, R S spring break I don't know what to call it R 
it's like it's like it's like R R S P, but the S P in his name is like the beginning of Spring Break. Anyway, I'm calling it R Spring Break. <laughs> R Spring Break, like a subreddit. Um, yeah. Uh, it, there there was a, a first official announcement for the four four zero Spring Break, and it was that the clusterfuck is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get people pissed off. Yep. Anyway. Uh, the clusterfuck is now cancelled on RSP Spring Break, and like Zach said, all of a sudden a very familiar music hits and the GCW and and the the showboat the, the fans in the showboat go absolutely ballistic because who comes out? None other than MDK all fucking day, Nick Gage comes out and just beats the absolute shit out of four four zero, and challenges Ricky Shane Page to a match at Spring Break for the GCW right. title. Enough of this pussy shit. This pussy ain't holding this place. I'm coming back for my motherfucking title. Yeah, Nick fucking Gage, man. Literally swarmed Gage the moment he showed up, and he had to push through them to get to the ring so that he could beat the shit out of everyone they were in the ring for four four zero. This match gets for me a markout, and I'm. I'll give you my reasoning why, but Mikey, what would you give this match? Oh, I give it a mark out. This whole match was amazing. The turn, the, the it was just full of drama. Like the yeah, the, 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 the Effie turning back face, Chris Dickinson coming out and turning on Janela. Uh, absolutely buck wild. The, the, this whole match, just in general, also was good. Even without all the turns, it was awesome. Um, there was just so much on the line for this one, and it 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 you really felt it. You know, like this match, like mm. I had that like feeling of like like you had that you were in you were in the world you know like you like i felt like i felt like a 12 year old watching wrestling again you know i was like this is yeah. so awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like so excited i, I was like a giddy it. little kid mhm i walked into this match and i i won't lie i didn't have as much investment in this match as clearly many people in the crowd did but i was like all right i was watching this match and like this match was like a roller coaster for me it yeah. went up and up, it built and built, and then at the fucking climax, I was so hooked in this match. And normally, I would say like all these people interfering would be like overbooking or like not much, but it just it, hit just right that by the end of this match, it, that that was the best part. It didn't feel like overbooking. It just yeah. it felt good. It, <laughs> everything fit into place, and when this match ended, I, a guy who doesn't watch a ton of GCW, was so pissed off that paid that RSP won. And I had to I had to tell myself not to throw the garbage in the ring on the off chance that anyone who did it got in trouble for doing that. Yeah. But I was like, I had that urge of like, I'm like, I want to throw something at this man right now and his this piece of shit group again yeah. for winning again. And See, that was I, what I, I, I wanted to throw something too, but there was one poor photographer who was like standing on the ropes trying to take photos. And I was like, if I throw this, I know I'm going to nail him in the back of the head by accident. And that's not what yeah. I want to do. <laughs> This match hooked me, and I can't even deny it. It popped me several times, and then it hooked me at the end where I now want to see Gage beat RSP and for 4 4 to finally fucking lose this goddamn title. Yeah. And that's that right there is the essence of wrestling that I live for. I want to see right Nick there. fucking Gage absolutely beat the hell out of RSP. It's going to be so cathartic when it happens. Oh, yeah, for sure. If I... I think... I, I guess we should give this pay-per-view... A yeah, let's rating. Give, let's give it a collective rating. Uh, the pay-per-view yes. itself, the event itself of Take Care, for me, easily gets a mark out. One of the Same. one of the most insane, amazing, just like lightning in a bottle 
wrestling event I've ever seen. You know, it feels mm. like GCW absolutely nailed it that night. And oh, every God, everyone so was on their fucking A game. Mm-hmm. Every, every like every match was booked great. There was so many storylines like, that were were played out so well. There were everyone was just top notch that night, and it even was like awesome for me. Even even the matches that I that like me or Mikey gave a met for me did not detract from this card at all. Not even a not little. a bit. That was what got me. Is that I was like. I, when I finished it, I was like, I wasn't even, like, mad or said anything like that that the other matches weren't as good out or feel, like, bad for them. I, I walked out of that night going, God damn, that was fucking great. Start to finish, please. If there is a pay-per-view that you want to watch and you want to see indie wrestling at its finest or see stars that haven't been picked up yet from the main roster or see, like, where indie wrestling really shines with, like, a crowd and the booking and all the shit they can do, this mat- this pay-per-view is just a great example of it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I agree. Fucking great. I got to give props to everyone involved in this show. This shit was awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. This show was I'm absolute, pumped again. This show was absolutely insane. Um, if, if you have the means to go catch the replay over on fight TV, it is absolutely hundred percent worth your time. It mm-hmm. kicked, it absolutely kicked ass. Uh, this was an amazing, amazing wrestling show. Even even if you're going into it not knowing a lot about GCW, like me and Zach did. Yep. We we were just like, oh, there's wrestling? Close. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll go to a GCW yeah, sure. event. We, we went to the collective. We've seen some GCW matches here and there. We'll, we'll go. Hell yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Absolutely Great. blew me away. And oh, I'm I, out of lost rewards now. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to forget that night because it was just one of the coolest shows I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh shit. So uh, I think that about wraps it up for this week on Independent Waters. Uh, we went o- we went over the entirety of GCW. Take care. What what a show it was. Uh, and if you want to hear more sh- more more shows like this, uh, you can you can stay you can subscribe here. And every Wednesday we come with a new episode of the show Independent Waters. Uh, this isn't our usual this isn't our usual uh, our usual thing. Usually we have a few matches we bring you from the internet that me and Zach have found. Uh, not not like we didn't discover them or anything, but. Matches we want to watch, and we bring them to you and uh, give you a review of them here on Independent Waters. We love doing it. We love the show. And if you have any suggestions for us, please hit us up on Twitter, at CountOutPod. Uh, we'd love to hear any match suggestions you have for this show. Uh, let us let us know what matches you want to see us watch. Like if you if you or a review. Like if you if you have a really good independent wrestling match. Uh, the only the only rules we have here on Independent Waters is no WWE, no AEW, and no New Japan. None of the big ones. None of the big three. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going independence only. So if you have a really cool independent wrestling match to suggest for us, please, please do so over on Twitter at CountOutPod. We'd love to we love to hear what you guys uh, want us to watch. We'd love to review uh, any 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 new wrestling we can. Yeah. Uh, and also, if if you like wrestling uh, here on the Countout Network, we have shows all over the wrestling spectrum. Uh, we got Hit the Books every Friday, where me and Ryan Knightsey Fantasy Book our own versions of SmackDown and Raw every week. Right now, we're building towards uh, Fastlane, so go check that out, because we are on the road to WrestleMania, and things are starting to get really heated up. If you like New Japan, go check out G1 and Only, where where Ryan Knightsey talks about uh, wrestlers who have competed in the G1 Supercard one time and one time only. Uh, that That's a really cool, awesome documentary-style show, if you want to go check that out. Uh every mo- every other Monday here on the Countout Network. And if you like 
And if you like uh, death matches and stuff, go check out Your Dose of Death. And if you have a friend who who you want to try to get into wrestling, go check out How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling every Thursday here on the Countdown Network. And Your Dose of Death is every Tuesday. So go check those out if if, if you would be so kind. Uh, and subscribe to the Countdown Network feed to get all all different podcasts straight to you. Uh, and give us a five star review over on iTunes. We'd love we, we that would really help a podcast like us. Uh, would really help the Cat on Network as a whole. If so, we could keep giving you more content. And if you're so inclined, you can go to our Red Circle page and give us a, an old donation. Uh, if you want, again, if you want more content, we'd love to 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 give that to you. Uh, and if you're a fan of video content, we also have a YouTube channel, uh, Count Out Network, Count Out a Wrestling Podcast Network. So go check out the YouTube channel where we have all different kinds of video content. I'm sure you can find something that suits your fancy over there. Um, and yeah, so that that about does it for this week. Uh, I wrap up all the plugs. Zach, you got anything before we go? I don't. Didn't think so. All right. Well, that leaves me with one thing to say, and that thing is, remember, there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Countout Podcast. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.